Joining us for a conversation is Jordan Tremble, the CEO of Sky Harbor Resources, which is a preeminent uranium explorer. Mr. Trimble, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks for having me again. Looking forward to catching up. <laughs> well, glad to have you back on the program, sir, to provide us with an overview on some of the key milestones as we look back on the successes of 2020 and then provide shareholders with a forward look into 2021. Mr. Trimble, before we begin, for someone new to the story, please introduce Sky Harbor Resources and the opportunity the company presents to the market. Sure. So Sky Harbor Resources is a high-grade uranium exploration and early-stage development company. We have a vast project portfolio, uh, all of the properties located in northern Saskatchewan in the Athabasca Basin, which is the highest-grade depository of uranium in the world. Uh, we built the portfolio up over the last uh, eight years or so. Uh, two of our projects uh, have deposits. Our flagship project is our Moore Lake project, which we have been actively drilling and exploring and delineating high-grade uranium zones uh, over the last uh, several years. Um, that's really been the key value driver for the company and, and will remain so. Uh, we have then uh, a second strategy which is uh, and model, which is uh, called prospect generation. So we go out there and uh, with our large project portfolio covering over half a million acres, we uh, carry out little bit of exploration on these other secondary projects but ultimately what we're looking to do is to package them up and option them out uh, or sell them to strategic partner companies uh, we've uh, since 2017 uh, completed uh, three deals um, with uh, three different partners uh, one of which is industry leader Arano uh, they currently have an option to earn in up to 70 percent at our Preston project, which is over on the west side of the Athabasca Basin. Uh, we have another uh, now joint venture uh, partnership with a company called Azincourt. Uh, they just completed their 70% earning, having spent uh, several million dollars in exploration, uh, issuing us shares of the company uh, and, uh, and some cash payments as well. They're actively exploring and currently drilling uh, our East Preston project, uh, which uh, we now hold a minority interest in. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, and more recently, we just uh, completed a, a, a deal with a new Australian company, ASX listed Valor Resources. Uh, so at that, at the North Falcon Point project, they have an uh, earning option where they can acquire up to 80% of the project. Uh, and in order to complete that, uh, they have to spend about three and a half million in exploration, uh, pay us just under half a million dollars in cash. And we were recently issued uh, just over 233 million shares of the company, which at the current uh, price is valued at about 1.6, 1.7 million. So uh, collectively, these are uh, option uh, deals or joint venture partnerships that um, allow us to focus our time, money, and efforts at our flagship Moore Lake project while partner companies fund the exploration and generate news flow uh, at our other properties. 2020 was an exceptional year for shareholders, which saw the share price move from $0.08 cents all the way up to $0.33 cents, and recent new highs this year up to $0.36. Cents. Now, this is all during a global pandemic, I might add. Sir, please share some of the key milestones that Sky Harbor Resources accomplished last year. We'll start with the flagship project, Moore Lake. Uh, as you and your audience saw, we had uh, two drill programs that we carried out, uh, one earlier in the year and, and another one uh, which in which we just uh, released uh, results from over the last several months. 
Um, we had a very successful year at the project, and uh, that was certainly a contributor to the uh, share price and uh, uh, valuation increase that we saw. Uh, in particular, uh, the last uh, few news releases that we announced in December and January uh, with the uh, results from the uh, late summer and fall drill program uh, included some of the longest continuous widths of uranium mineralization ever discovered at Moore. Uh, as you may recall, we have a main target area, which is called the Maverick Corridor. It's about a four and a half long, four and a half kilometer long corridor uh, that's uh, highly prospective for uranium, high grade uranium. Uh, and what we've been doing more recently is we've been drilling uh, into a new geological setting called the Basement Rock. So we've just in the last several years uh, refined targets, deeper targets below the unconformity, which is about 260 to 270 meters. Uh, and using some new geophysical techniques and some new geological modeling, we've been able now to more, uh, we've been able to more effectively target these basement hosted high grade zones. And so just in this last program, uh, as I mentioned, some very long widths, uh, including 17 and a half meters of 0.72% U308. Within that, there's a 10-meter zone of 1% and some uh, higher-grade zones within that as well. So very exciting. We feel like we've just scratched the surface uh, for these underlying basement rocks at the Maverick and East, Maverick East zone. So we do have plans in the upcoming drill programs. Uh, we do have a program planned to start in the next month or two. We will carry out a second program later in the year as well. Uh, to follow up on these results that we announced over the last several months, uh, we think that there is uh, a much larger, higher grade zone or multiple zones of, of uranium mineralization at depth. Uh, but also we, we have several other targets at the project that we're going to be testing, including continuing to drill along strike to the northeast on this uh, four and a half kilometer long corridor. We've we've really only systematically drill tested about half of it uh, or just uh, just under three kilometers uh, of it. And uh, so there's a lot of room to move along strike and at depth. Uh, and there's some other high priority targets uh, on the project as well. And again, this project is located on the east side of the Athabasca Basin, proximal to infrastructure. It's about 15 kilometers east of Denison's uh, Wheeler project. Uh, Denison is our largest strategic shareholder. Uh, the president and CEO, Dave Cates, is on our board. Uh, so a very close re working relationship with them. So uh, any additional discoveries and uh, continued resource delineation uh, on this project uh, is important given the location of the project uh, uh, proximal to uh, infrastructure. There are other parts of the basin where you don't have uh, the, the kind of infrastructure that you have on the east side of the Athabasca Basin where you have the uh, uh, current operating mines and mills, uh, power and roads. Uh, so uh, keep an eye out for news flow on uh, Moore Lake uh, as we continue to explore and to drill the project. Uh, and uh, and then, as I mentioned earlier, we have partner companies that will be carrying out exploration at our other projects. Leaving the more and discussing those partners, a big feather in your cap is the East Preston Project, which has received a lot of coverage recently with your partner, Azincourt. And this has been a big, big win for Scott Harbor. Can you comment on that, sir? Yeah, so uh, they've uh, just recently announced uh, a drill program of 2,000 to 2,500 meters uh, they uh, have mobbed and are just uh, just started drilling now. 
they've had a, a pretty good move in their share price uh, as a result of this and as a result of a rising tide we've seen in the sector. And again, this is uh, an important part of our story, having partner companies uh, fund these exploration programs. It's, as, a, as I said earlier, part of our broader prospect generation uh, model. Uh, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, we do have other partner companies. Just uh, this morning, we announced uh, uh, that our partner at North Falcon Point, a new partner, the uh, Australian-listed company Bauer, uh, is going to be starting their phase one program uh, at that project, which will include an initial geophysical program, followed by a phase two field program, uh, getting into the field, doing some uh, geochemical sampling, some additional ground geophysics. And that will all lead to a phase three program later in the year, which will include uh, an initial drill program. So again, uh, very excited to be working with these partner companies, uh, looking forward to the results uh, that are generated from these programs. Leaving the project site, looking at the macro picture for uranium, what has your attention? Yeah, look, a lot's happened since we last spoke in November. Uh, obviously, we, we've seen um, you know a move higher uh, across the board with the uranium companies. Uh, and there's a lot to talk about a lot to unpack there, um, you know, as we probably talked a little bit about uh, early or late last year, um, we, we have seen um, more generalist and institutional money, especially with an ESG mandate come into the space. You and I have spoken at length about the underlying fundamentals. Uh, and just to reiterate that, uh, and some of those main points, which, you know, have been, uh, have been in place now for several years, you have a major supply side response that playing out. Um, you know, initially it was to the low price, low uranium price environment. We saw a number of uh, mines go offline. Uh, we've, seen, we've seen project deferrals and production curtailment uh, over the course of really the last four and a half, almost five years. Uh, but then we saw that exacerbated last year with the pandemic. And we saw in April at one point, almost 50% of primary mine supply uh, offline uh, as a result of this. And this just shows the the risks to the supply side and to supply shocks, which in the past and in previous cycles, we've seen that have a major impact uh, and uh, be a major catalyst uh, for a higher uranium price. Uh, bottom line is you have uh, annual demand of about 180 to 185 million pounds of uranium used in as the fuel and nuclear reactors. And in 2020, we only had about 120 million pounds of primary mine supply. So a major supply deficit. Uh, we expect this year, assuming there aren't as many supply uh, disruptions uh, as we saw in 2020, that that number will move back up to about 135 to 140 million pounds of demand. But again, that's about a 40 to 50 million pound shortfall. So uh, a big supply side uh, deficit, uh, as we've as we've seen, uh, that's this has grown over the last uh, several years. Um, and that's having to that means we're having to continuously uh, eat away at inventories and secondary supply. We've seen the spot market and the mobile uh, secondary supply shrink. We've seen a tightening of the market. And that's what we saw in 2020 was this, especially in April and May, when the spot price jumped up relatively quickly. Uh, that's what we saw happen. There was a, a tightening of the market. We saw producers that had to shut down production uh, buy in the spot market. So both Cameco and Kazatomprom uh, have been buyers in the spot market uh, to make up for their lost production. 
so yeah, the bottom line is we simply do not have enough new supply that can come on to meet uh, the growing demand uh, for this commodity, for this metal. And just more recently, uh, talking a little more specifically about the market, uh, as I mentioned, we've seen new money come into the space, generalist uh, and institutional interest. Uh, we've seen the sentiment for nuclear energy um, improve significantly over the last several months uh, as it pertains to nuclear being really the only real solution to climate change and uh, to countries going carbon neutral. Uh, we've seen some major announcements out of China, out of the U.S. and other countries worldwide that they're planning to uh, decarbonize their electrical grids by 2050 to 2060. Uh, and again, in order to do that, uh, nuclear energy needs to play an important role. Uh, it is the only source of baseload clean electricity that's reliable. Uh, and, uh, and so we will see uh, I believe uh, over the next uh, several decades, a continued build out of, of nuclear reactors globally. We've seen also uh, the uh, the advent of these SMR, small modular reactors. Uh, I think that that will uh, add a significant amount of demand over the coming de decades, especially in the Western world. And then we see places like China and India, and then other parts of the developing world that continue to roll out these larger uh, reactor models. Uh, that uh, consume a lot of uranium. Uh, so uh, as we see uh, the push for clean energy, as we see the push for decarbonization, uh, uh, we will continue to see a rise in, in nuclear energy. Uh, and obviously that's positive uh, for uranium mining companies. Uh, and then, you know, we talked a little bit about, I believe uh, in the last interview, uh, some notable uh, business leaders uh, and specific institutional investors that have been talking about nuclear energy, uh, including Bill Gates, uh, Peter Thiel. More recently, we've seen Larry McDonald and Michael Burry um, who have uh, advocated for nuclear energy. I think as we continue to see um, th the mainstream and as we continue to see these business leaders talk about nuclear energy, we will see that positive sentiment continue to uh, improve and increase. Um, and uh, that will obviously all be positive uh, for uranium and uranium mining companies as well. And then just more recently, uh, this is just within the last week here, uh, we are starting to see um, as the as this capital flows into the space, we're seeing companies like Yellow Cake and other physical holding companies uh, raise more and more money. Yellow Cake uh, just announced $140 million financing, which they will use then to buy uh, over four and a half million pounds uh, that will be taken directly from the market. So again, tightening uh, the market, which will help drive a higher uranium price. I think we see that trend continue as again cap more capital flows in you'll see these physical holding companies uh be able to purchase more uranium which will tighten up the market and uh, as a result of that uh, you will likely see a higher uranium price so there's a lot to look forward to um there's there's a lot of moving parts right now but you know bottom line is the the underlying fundamentals uh, which I believe are the most compelling of any metal out there, uh, are, are finally, people are finally paying attention to this. And we, see, we have seen in the last several months uh, new money come into the space uh, as, uh, as the world looks to, uh, to go into these ESG-friendly uh, sectors and as uh, countries globally look to decarbonize their electrical grids. Jordan, what I'm hearing are catalysts, catalysts, and even more catalysts. <laughs> I think... Yeah, uh, and, and 
And, and I was just going to, one other thing good to point out too is, um, you know, for people looking at the sector going, okay, well, you know, have I missed, have I missed the boat? Um, you know, we've seen, uh, uh, you know, a, a move higher uh, from the, uh, from October, November of last year. But, you know, as you and I were talking about offline, uh, I think we're still in the early days, right? Uh, you got to remember, this was a sector that was uh, beat up for many, many years. Um, uh, there was very few companies actively uh, that were active in the space. Um, certainly, there, there's very few active uh, exploration and earlier stage development companies. So it's not a crowded sector. The total combined market capitalization of all publicly traded uranium companies is still sub 20 billion. Uh, so I, I do believe that uh, we are in the, the very early innings of this next uh, bull market in uranium. And uh, I, I think there's uh, still a, a lot of return, potential return available to investors uh, entering the space now. Yes, uh, put me on record for this one. I'm confident that this is just the beginning at 36 cents. This is uh, the, the future is a lot brighter here for us at Sky Harbor Resources. I'm a proud shareholder, as you know that as well, sir. Absolutely. Switching gears, Mr. Tremble, provide us with an update on the capital structure for Sky Harbor, please. Sure. So there's about 100 million shares issued and outstanding. Uh, as you and I have talked about in the past, we have a great shareholder base. Uh, it's one of the things we like to highlight. And, and, and one of the the, the talking points more recently has been, uh, and, and this is, as I pointed out earlier, uh, we've seen this across the board, more institutional interest. Um, you know, for a small cap company, typically it's hard to uh, uh, generate much interest with institutional investors, but we're seeing uh, more institutional interest, especially when we're raising money uh, over the last uh, call it 12 months or so in particular. And I think we'll see that continue. Um, and so we've uh, good share structure. Uh, we're well capitalized now. Um, just a point on that, we have had uh, warrants exercise that are expiring uh, over the next uh, several months. Uh, so we are uh, continuously raising capital through that. Uh, currently, we have over four and a half million uh, in uh, cash in stock, uh, as I pointed out earlier with the recent transaction with Valor. Uh, we, re we received about $1.6, $1.7 million in stock. Uh, and so we're well capitalized to uh, complete all of the exploration and drill programs we have planned at our flagship project. And we also have partner companies funding uh, the other programs uh, at our other projects. Uh, and we, we also do have ongoing cash uh, payments and share issuance from partner companies as well. Great business acumen and great uh, stewards of capital. I have to give it to you, sir, here. Uh, any final words for shareholders? Uh, no, I think that covers it off. Um, again, we have a lot uh, going on this year, much like 2020, uh, where we saw um, results uh, and news flow uh, help spark um, a rally in the market. Uh, in addition to an improving macro uh, thesis and more interest coming into the space, uh, 2021 uh, is uh, likely going to be our busiest year yet. Um, we are uh, currently uh, talking with several other companies on other joint venture and option partnerships. So keep an eye out for that as well as the existing partners uh, carrying out their exploration programs. And last but certainly not least, uh, and really our key value driver, main value driver for the company will be our upcoming drill programs at our flagship Moore Lake. Jordan, if investors want to get more information about Sky Harbor Resources, please share the contact information. 
Yeah, so the easiest way to get in touch with us uh, is through the website. All of our contact information is on there. We're very accessible to answer any questions that investors may have. The website is www.skyharborltd.com. Mr. Trimble, thank you for joining us today. Wishing you and Sky Harbor Resources the absolute best, sir. Thank you.